If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me anytime with your thoughts, your opinions, your adoration and praise will also be accepted here at the program, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show, also on streaming on Twitter, Todd Huff Show there as well, and on YouTube to search Todd Huff Show, and we will be... Um, you can stream the the program on those particular locations, and you're maybe listening to on Freedom ninety five in Indianapolis as well. Good morning. Um, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you, and I hope um, you know, to this morning we, we we've got some stuff that uh, has broken over overnight. We've gotten some news that's broken overnight. President Trump and Melania have both tested positive for COVID. 19, both of them, Trump tweeting this out, uh, I don't know, was it around, I thought it was around 2 a.m., I could be, I could be wrong on that, he tweeted out, let me scroll to the top here, tonight, Flotus and I, First Lady of the United States, Melania Trump, tested positive for COVID-19, we will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately we will get through this together that was at 12 54 a.m and melania tweets out as well she tweets out um the following about a half an hour later 1 27 a.m as too many americans have done this year potus and i president of the united states are quarantining at home after testing positive for COVID-19. We are feeling good, and I have postponed all upcoming engagements. Please be sure you are staying safe, and we will all get through this together. So, of course, you have the predictable reactions. I tell you, folks, I've scrolled through this Twitter feed, and there's pictures of Trump uh, drinking bleach. Of course, is not what he said. But nonetheless, there's pictures of Trump drinking bleach. There's a a screenshot of uh, the Simpsons episode, I guess. I don't know if this really happened in the episode, but uh, apparently at least either someone's taken the liberty to do this or this was in the actual episode. President Trump is lying in a coffin here on a tweet. That's awfully cute. Saying R.I.P. That's from Chance... Maldoror, 
Um, someone else responded, I really hope the Simpsons were right again. I mean, you can go through this, and I mean, it's it's remarkable. This this shows um, the level of hatred, vitriol, and candidly, just um, I, I would say godlessness and respect for all things decent. Now, statistically, let's statistically, President Trump and Melania um, will be will recover. Statistically, statistically, um, they may even be asymptomatic. We don't know, but what is what's troubling is this um, this cheering, this applause. Um, in fact, last night I first saw Hope Hicks had tested positive for COVID, and I remember, I think I showed my wife the headline, and I said, I said. Um, this almost seems to me, I got the headline from the New York Times, it almost felt like they were cheering. Now I know it's a headline. It's, I mean, it wasn't like with an apostrophe and smiley faces or something, but the way that they talk about this administration on a day-in, day-out level, you can almost sense that there's a little bit of excitement. And I dare I even say hope. It's pathetic to say, but hoping some folks, some circles around this country... Some folks are hoping that it's it's fatal. Some people hoping that it's it's fatal. Now, other people think that it's a hoax. People say this isn't true; it's a hoax. He didn't really test positive. He doesn't want to debate Biden again. <laughs> he doesn't want to debate Biden again. Oh, so that whatever you thought of the debate, the idea that President Trump does not want to debate Joseph Biden is candidly a. a a stretch of the imagination. That's wishful thinking, definitely. So we have that response. We have people who think that President Trump wants to test positive so that he can then come back healthy, overcome the virus, beat him and you know, pound his chest and say, I have overcome this, this is nothing, blah, blah, blah. All sorts of opinions and ideas out there. But what we do know is that President Trump is, he and Melania both have tested positive for COVID-19. Again, statistically, statistically, they both will uh, recover. Statistically, they may even both be asymptomatic, but we don't know. We don't know that. That's um, that's one of the issues with, with COVID is that it affects some people almost not at all, and others it strikes... Um, and term it's terminal for people for some people so anyway but to see this see these responses to see these responses um and that most of these i will say that i've seen on twitter in response to uh, trump's announcement melania's announcement it is uh, they are nice positive kind tweets um People wishing him recovery, thoughts and prayers. But there's some there's some idiots out there that are cheering for these sorts of things. Again, I've seen the president's uh, the the Simpson cartoon of Trump in in the casket more times than one on this uh, Twitter feed. People again cheering for this, wishing 
hoping that Twitter, excuse me, that, that the Simpsons are correct. People, I mean, it's it's just remarkable some of these things I'm witnessing as, I, as I'm scrolling down. Scrolling down this. So, that's what we know. Again, it, it was just announced last night, or actually, or actually early this morning after midnight by President Trump. So, that's where we are. That's what's uh, the, the latest news. I, I planned this morning. I do the ma- the vast majority. Well, I knew what I wanted to talk about this morning until this this happened. I spent last night. Actually, I, I stumbled into CNN. In fact, I was sitting there. I don't. I don't sit down often at at the time of day that I was, and I just had a moment. I flipped on CNN and, and watched Anderson Cooper. 360 or whatever it is, and realized how much, I mean, we're in the, the final stretcher of this election. Now, this, this COVID is obviously going to play uh, some factor here. We'll see what that means. I don't, I don't know. I've actually seen one tweet as I'm thinking about this as I'm um, kind of combining the election with COVID now, but I saw one tweet that someone says he wants to give it to Biden because of Biden's age and Biden's susceptible. I mean, the, the conspiracy theories and, the, and and how quickly these things pop up to the surface. Yeah, that's something else. The, the amount of conspiracy theories we get regarding certain issues, and, and I'm not saying that there's not nefarious people out there with the intent to do things, and I'm not saying every conspiracy is wrong, but, folks, the idea of conspiracy theories are, uh, when people talk about those, is to say that everything that happens in this world is not the result of some, as Hillary would say, vast right-wing conspiracy, or you can say vast left-wing conspiracy. Some things just just happen without people pulling the puppet strings. And not to say that there's not any collusion or conspiracy between people who have bad intentions for the United States of America or for Donald Trump or whoever. But these, the things that people are willing to go to the you know go to the links, uh, extreme lengths to believe, yet refusing to accept some truths that are right there under their nose. Things like the United States of America is the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Things like liberty and freedom. Things that are um, outlined. Things that are recorded in our foundational documents that people refuse to accept. You see an all-out war against some of these fundamental truths that America was built upon. People don't see that, but they see that instead Trump wants to catch COVID so that he can somehow defeat it, look like Superman, avoid the next debate with Biden, but yet then somehow use COVID to steal the election from Biden here in November, I mean, it's it's just remarkable these links that people that people go to. But I was watching Anderson Cooper last night, and I realized, you know, we're in the final stretch here. We're in the final almost four weeks now. We're almost down to the final four weeks before before the election, before election day. And and the things that I was hearing on CNN, even by CNN standards, are inexcusable and beyond my ability to truly to truly. I, I can comprehend them from a perspective of, you know, that they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink, well, including the kitchen sink, at getting Trump defeated here in November. But 
watching and listening to what I heard last night. I mean, it's it's truly remarkable. It's truly remarkable, um, some of this debate coverage that I was listening to. I mean, it, it is – folks have lost their abilities to think, to reason. It is almost a, a disease of sorts, this hatred and animosity for President Trump. And I saw it come through Anderson Cooper. I saw it come through the two guests on his program that I want to talk about. And it's just – it's truly remarkable. So – but I wanted to, before getting into that, I wanted to make sure that we talked about President Trump. I don't have, you know, we don't know anything other than he has been tested positive. He and both, uh, he and Melania both have tested positive for COVID. We don't know anything else. We do know that he was interviewed, I think, last night on Hannity. Seems to be, you know, feeling fine. Um, gets tested regularly, so he's just, you know, tested positive here uh, again yesterday or around midnight or whenever it was that he actually was tested. So we don't, you know, we can presume that he hasn't had it for long. So they're going to quarantine for two weeks. What does this mean? There's already people talking about Pence. You know how people get on social media and all this sort of thing, but it does. I mean, we're down to four weeks of the, of the campaign and two of those Trump is going to be in quarantine. So what on earth does that mean? What is Trump going to do? Does this, I mean, how, how does this in addition to impact his health and his well-being in the short term, which again statistically he should be he should be fine and recover, um, and maybe even be asymptomatic, but that's not always the case. But so there's the health issue, there's the campaign issue, then there's all the spe- uh, speculators and the conspiracy theorists uh, out there that are and the people that are saying re- reprehensible things on Twitter, literally wishing for the president to die. So I wanted to talk about that first, but I want to get into to where the media is, and I think Anderson Cooper is a good example of this. Again, losing their complete minds, whatever's left of them, their abilities to think and reason. I want to play some of this and, and, and let you hear and people calling – I mean literally uh, people calling President Trump a treasonist, someone guilty of, of treason, um, someone that's trying to basically use the dog whistle – to stir up racial wars and to uh, empower people that want to overthrow this country. That's actually what people on his program were were saying as Anderson Cooper, Cooper nodded in agreement, finding this to be the most logical and best explanation of what's going on in politics here as we reach uh, reach toward Election Day. So quick time out. We'll talk about that when we return. But again, if you're just tuning in, President Trump and First Lady Melania testing positive for COVID overnight, announcing that uh, a little bit after midnight last night. And that we do, as we do for anyone with COVID, hope for a full and complete speedy recovery um, and hope for uh, continued health and and, um, just overall well-being, no matter who catches it. If it's Joe Biden, if it's Kamala Harris, if it's Hillary Clinton, that's the I, I, the the folks that cheer for this to to take someone's life are truly uh, behaving as though they are the scum of the earth here. Anyway, so enough about that for now. Switching gears after the break, you're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host Todd Huff. Back in just a minute.
Welcome back. So, 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 I had a problem on with our social feed here. Suddenly, this program, I tell you, acts sporadically half the time. Not happy about this, but anyway, going to try to have to address that after the next break. But I want to, I want to switch gears now. I want to switch gears, and I want to, I want to play this, this exchange, this what happened last night on Anderson Cooper. This is, in my mind, a microcosm of what the media feels overall. This is an example of. Um, it's an example of just how the media is in, I would say, utter panic mode as we get towards election day, get closer and closer to election day. And they are they're worried. Look, I mean, I know many Trump supporters, Republicans are concerned as well. This is, I mean, shaping up to be a close election. A close election. You don't have that many undecided voters. In my estimation, as it compares to to normal years, I don't know how you could be undecided in 2020. I mean, you've either decided that Trump is basically the devil or uh, that he's not. And if you believe that he is, you're not going to vote for him. If you believe that he's not, you will um, you know, at least have a chance, And I guess, in your mind. You, there's a chance that you will vote for him but it's not supposed to be this way they have invested everything in their power at tearing this guy down for four years and here we are four weeks out roughly from the election and he has a chance of winning this this is not supposed to happen and so they're going to even dig deeper they're going to even go more extreme they're going to lose their minds even more as they reached this this uh, particular point here reach this reality. They're they're having flashbacks, folks. They're having flashbacks to how they felt back in 2016 whenever Trump was announced the winner in that election. It wasn't supposed to happen then either. It was supposed to be that evening. It was supposed to be a coronation for Hillary Rodham Clinton, and it was not. And so they will do anything in their power to prevent a repeat of 2016, and that's really what they you know what they're trying to do and whatever it takes as long as it takes them wherever it takes them as long as it takes Trump out of the oval office that is really their mantra that is really their mentality so i want you to listen to this anderson cooper referencing the debate from tuesday night playing a soundbite saying that trump refuses to denounce white supremacist groups and this goes much beyond that. This goes from Trump not denouncing by name the ones that Biden thinks that he should denounce from the stage, even though I don't remember I don't remember Antifa being denounced by Biden. In fact, I believe Biden said, said Antifa was an idea and not an organization. Biden, you talk about rejecting reality and truth. Biden doesn't even see that Antifa is an actual organization. Biden says... It's just an idea. Meanwhile, we got streets on fire. I don't know. Did the ideas spontaneously cause combustion in these businesses in these cities across America? And why did they choose to do those when there were Antifa people out in the crowds? Why? 
seems rather ironic, or even Black Lives Matter rioters. You know, they, they don't they don't see the connection here. In fact, they see Trump causing more strife, racial division by, as they say, inspiring those who are more of a threat than it. Antifa is not even a threat. Antifa is just an idea. You know, it's remarkable what we're being subjected to here. All that being said, this I just want you to hear this. It's gonna it's a couple minutes, so I may have to break uh, break this as we get closer to the break. But I want you to hear. I want you to hear the way that this is discussed, the sound bites, and then the guests that come on this program and what she has to say. I mean, beyond insane to me. Here it is. Will you urge your supporters? to stay calm during this extended period, not to engage in any civil unrest, and will you pledge tonight that you will not declare victory until the election has been independently certified? President Trump, you go first. I'm urging my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully, because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. I am urging... I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair election, I am 100 percent on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. And I'll tell you what, what from a common sense, does that mean you're going to tell your people to take to the It means you have a fraudulent election. Okay, first thing, that's the soundbite that he plays from the debate the other night. That's that's the soundbite that he chose to play from that. Chris Wallace, or I'm sorry, Anderson Cooper played it, but going to Chris Wallace's question. I mean, it's remarkable to me. The question is, will you will you tell your supporters basically to stand down? Will you tell them don't respond to whatever's happening with radical protests and and um, and violence? Sorry, Oz is showing me notes here. I can't uh, – I was interrupted there. But so if that is uh, – it's just remarkable to me as, as I listen to this. It's remarkable to me as I, as I hear this question because we're literally, we're literally watching cities around us burn by real people that Biden calls an idea. Biden just says these aren't – this isn't a group. It's an idea. Cities are burning down – being taken over by some of these folks. No one sees the problem here. Instead, they see they see a group that folks, have you paid attention? Have you watched the news? I know you have, but for the like I want to ask Wallace that. Have, have have you Chris Wallace even watched what's going on? What where is the news about all these things? And I look, insofar as they exist, white supremacist groups Truly, not the ones that simply the Democrats or the Southern, what is it, Southern Poverty Law Center, that farce of an organization that includes people on their list, by the way, their list of hate groups like the American Family Association. Yeah, that's right. Tony Perkins leading a hate group over there. No, that's not Tony. Tony Perkins is, um, it's the American Family Association's on there, and so is Tony Perkins' group, and I'm drawing a blank on on the name, but regardless, they list some of these organizations as hate groups. And there's some that clearly, I mean, look, I don't know everything about every group in America, and neither can the president of the United States. But to say 
to say that there's some unknown group out there. I mean, they, people talk about white supremacist groups, but you compare the the, the hatred and destruction. And, and look, again, insofar as these groups exist, I vehemently disagree with their ideology. We're all created equal in the eyes of God. This is stupid stuff to think that one race is, you know, better than another. That's not biblical. That's not rational. That's not logical. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that there's not another group right before our very eyes burning cities down that's not white supremacist. And the, the blindness of this is just – it's beyond rich to me. They're talking about what might happen from groups that none of us have really heard about, know about, seen anything reported in the news about, how dangerous they are, what they might do if President Trump is not elected. Meanwhile, we're watching what is happening by irresponsible people in the media, in the Democrat Party – it's being caused by, I should say – irresponsible media, uh, people in the media and the Democrat Party, furthering these narratives. I shared some things yesterday with with pedals in the office. We actually went back to the Trayvon Martin case. I played the 911 or the, I don't know if it was 911 or the call to the police that George Zimmerman placed, the full four and a half minute call or whatever it is. And we contrasted that with what was actually reported on NBC News. And she was aghast. The, the the edited clip NBC News played was not anywhere near an accurate depiction of how that phone call went. And that's one tiny sliver of a – just a, a microcosm of what's happening on a larger scale. They are misinforming, deliberately deceiving people as to throw gasoline on this metaphorical fire – this, this, these racial tensions, they are responsible for this. They absolutely are. And then they ignore people like Antifa or the people that are rioting, that are associated with or that are whatever, that, that these Black Lives Matter rallies, the rioting part. Whoever those folks are, be it Black Lives Matter, Antifa, just some spoiled, rich, liberal kid living in his mom's basement, I don't know. But they ignore that right before their very eyes. Can't see that. But yet the biggest problem and fear we need to face is President Trump's dog whistle towards white supremacist groups and how apparently they're going to take over this country, which I'll, I'll play those sound bites after the, the break. These analysts, former government officials, people that are in counterterrorism, actually saying some of the most ridiculous, ludicrous things I've can't remember hearing in quite some time, which is saying a lot because I just listened to Biden. Uh, well, I've listened to Biden this week at the debate and recently in speeches and speaking from his basement. So it's saying a lot, but I'm going to take a break long in this segment. Hope to get the video feedback up here before the break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Okay, so um, I want to play some more of this. Again, we're listening to Anderson Cooper last night. Anderson Cooper and his guests are more worried about 
what President uh, Trump's supposed supposed dog whistles, which Biden told us in the debate, dog whistles don't work anymore. They don't work unless suddenly they do and the media needs them to work. Trump, of course, according to the radical left, the media, Democrat Party, is out there trying to signal to his white supremacists, which, of course, as they'll tell you, Trump is a white supremacist. That's that's part of their narrative. And if you say prove it, they're, they're dumbfounded. I can't believe there's so much evidence. There, there's so much evidence out there that he's a white supremacist. Okay, well, just give me one example. I don't know. I don't know where to start. Okay, well, how about the first example? Give me, give me the obvious one. I mean, there's so much. There's so much out there that exists to tell you that President Trump is a white supremacist. Just pick the first one that you can think of. There's so many, I can't think of one. Do you understand that this is not helping your cause? You understand that this is not furthering your argument. I don't understand what you're telling me. You're making some blanket statement. You're telling me that there's so much evidence for this. It's beyond your ability to comprehend why someone would not see that Trump's a white supremacist. Yet you cannot give me one bit of information, one bit of example, one tiny sliver of an example, because you're telling me, you're telling me that there's so much you can't even begin to think. And I'm starting to think that is the problem. You can't think. That's what I think the problem is here. I think, if you want to know what I think the problem is, I think that you've been blinded by the narratives. I think you've been blinded by what people like Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, tough guy Chris Cuomo, Rachel Maddow, and the rest want you to believe about President Trump. Because I'll tell you right now, they know, they know this. They know that the reasons that exist for someone proactively wanting to vote for Joe Biden are near absolute zero. No good reason. The only good reason they can think of, and I mean this sincerely, the only good reason they can think of for someone to vote for Joe Biden instead of President Trump is that Biden is not Trump. That's it. That's, that's your reason. That's what they've come up with. That is it. That's the reason. That's the rationale. That's the campaign. That's why he's hiding in the basement. That's why he doesn't do interviews. That's why he may very well be reading from teleprompters or notes, asking basically for lines, like he's Michael Scott in the office. You know what? He's from Scranton, PA. Michael Scott's from Scranton, PA. I think that Joe Biden, I had a, a listener tell me at one point, this has been months ago, that, that Joe Biden actually reminded him of Michael Scott. Now I love Michael Scott in the office, one of the best, I would maybe even the best character of all time in television in my opinion. I love Michael Scott in a lot of ways. In the in the in the good ways. But as far as it comes to the the logic and the the rational common sense side of of his brain, it wasn't always wasn't always there. And he was asking for a line one time. <laughs> asking for a line during a deposition deposition for a, that his girlfriend was having Jan sorry it just brings back so many memories as I think about these things but anyway he asked for a line that's we're to the point where Biden basically asks for lines remember one time he was telling someone to like flip his note page or some such thing as he was on an interview it's an embarrassment there's no reason to vote for Biden unless well, they want you to believe the reason is to save our democracy, folks, to save our democracy. From what? From a white supremacist. 
Well, tell me why he's a white supremacist. I can't believe you don't know. How can you not know this? No, don't put this on me. You're the one that made the accusation. You're the one that should provide evidence. Give me one bit of evidence. There's so much, Todd, I can't provide it. Are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to yourself as you try to articulate and to explain something that you can't explain? Do you realize that reminds me of conversation I had one time? Oh, I can't I can't even go into that right now. But just the conversation where someone assumes something to be the case and when you ask simple questions, they realize I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's the Biden campaign. That's 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 what someone who calls Trump a white supremacist. I'm telling you, just give me give me one example. Give me one stinking example. Can't do it. There's so much. I can't even think. Stop it. Stop it. There's so much you can't even think of one. Do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? It's like asking, give me one reason why you love your children. Oh, so there's so many I can't think. You can't think of one? You can't think of one. At some point, if you can't think of one, that leads me to believe that you're not serious in what you're saying. Or you're saying something that you don't know any idea about what you're talking. That's what I think. And that's what this interview is about, and I didn't even get to it this segment. I'll play some of it after the break. Quick timeout. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in, back in just a minute. Welcome back. So I want to continue playing some more of, well, some of these idiotic comments that we heard on Anderson Cooper. This Again, this is more of this. I don't know how much we can get into this now. But there's, there's so much. Uh, just listen. Listen to this exchange. Anderson Cooper and his guests talking about President Trump, dog whistles, you know, the racial white supremacist groups that are going to suddenly, uh, I guess, start burning our cities down if President Trump loses the election or some such thing. They have no no concern about Antifa, no concern about those who are actively rioting in our streets today. They can't see how that's of any concern whatsoever to them right before their very eyes. Let's listen to this exchange. Living in a bizarro universe. Here it is. Which is just the kind of talk that violent extremism thrives on. And apparently this president thinks he'll benefit from. It's not like any of this should come as a surprise to the president. My my next guest is a former assistant secretary of Homeland Security. She recently tweeted, I work to develop policies, laws, and programs to better prevent domestic terrorism. My colleagues and I tried to educate the president and his staff on this threat. Initially, I thought the rebuffing was due to having other priorities. For instance, defeat ISIS, counter Iran, etc., I concluded after the attacks in El Paso that POTUS, the president of the United States, was complicit in the deaths of Americans for his refusal to recognize his language was in the shooter's manifesto. Elizabeth Newman joins us now, along with uh, Kathleen. uh, So real quick, basically, in Anderson Cooper's words here, well, citing, I guess, the, the tweet of his guest, that President Trump is complicit in the people who died in El Paso in the shooting at Walmart, whenever that was. Complicit. But listen to some of this nonsense. Author of the book, Bring the War Home, the White Power Movement and Paramilitary America. (laughs) Elizabeth, thanks for being with us. So you said that you think the president's comments during the debate not condemning white supremacy, full stop. 
are going to lead to more violence. And you actually say what he's doing is treasonous. It's obviously a strong statement. What leads you to the conclusion? Here we go. Yes, uh, Anderson, mm-hmm. I was really concerned. Mm. Look, it's it's so clear that he is doing this for political purposes. But as a counterterrorism professional, my concern is that what he did on Tuesday night uh, brought attention to groups and to a movement that is in, is well, trying to feed on grievances and trying to recruit more people to, the to their effort. And when you have somebody as prominent and powerful as the president uh, speaking about uh, white supremacy, it, it is a recruitment tool. So you're going recruiting. to end up with He's more recruiting. people moving towards that ideology. And that ideology at its core, uh, the, the deepest, darkest roots, which uh, Kathleen can speak much better to, I'm but sure at she its can. core, it is about violence. They want to overthrow the U.S. government and they look for <clears> opportunities <throat> to conduct acts of violence in order to accelerate and, and move into that uh, hopeful uh, day when they can overthrow the government and establish a white nation. What he, what he did is made things more dangerous for us as Americans. So I understand he wants to win an election and there's a political fight here. But the point at which you start using the, your tools to I, actually bring uh, more danger to our country, this that's a dereliction of duty yeah. you are to protect and defend us from all enemies, foreign, domestic. And so at that point, for me, you, it's treasonous. You are putting your own politics and your political future over the lives of Americans. Well, it's so stunning to me. I mean, Elizabeth, yeah, you said in those tweets that you tried to educate I, the president and his staff. This is idiotic stuff. The, literally, the cities around them, the cities where they may very well be sitting for this interview may have recently been ablaze. Maybe there may be, you know, ashes that are smoldering in the background at today. They don't see that. They have no idea what that's about. They're confused. Who is? Who are these people? How'd this happen? If it did happen, Trump's people probably staged it. White supremacists want it to look like it's somebody else. I mean, it's, in, it's stupid. This is beyond stupid. Trump is a treasonous because he's using a dog whistle to recruit white supremacists by not denouncing white supremacist groups. What? I, do they not? They, this is deliberately deceptive. President Trump has denounced these groups multiple times. Multiple times. Biden's out there saying Antifa's an idea. It's not a. An actual organization. That doesn't matter. They don't care. These folks are professional deceivers, professional full-time liars, and I've got to take a break. Come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Waning moments of the program today, but I tell you, this is, it's remarkable to me. And I know that people on both sides can do this. You can be so blinded by, you know, your support for a candidate or whatever, hatred for another in the case of the Democrats, the media, and how they feel about Donald Trump. But my, oh my, to not be able to see, to see as the greater threat to this country, some unknown group some unknown group that we have no you know knowledge of what their specifics are you talk about someone actually creating you know more awareness of who they are it's the stinking media but meanwhile they watch these cities burn and they're totally perplexed we don't know who are these people i don't know maybe they're justified in setting fires maybe this is their 
form of reparations. Totally lost the ability to think. Totally lost the ability to discern between good and evil. Totally unaware of just how truly insane their comments are. But I've got to go. Folks, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. SDGC Monday. Take care.